0: You're listening to the product podcast from Product School, featuring the best product leaders from Silicon Valley and beyond. If you're an aspiring product manager looking for your first PM role or an experienced PM looking to level up your skills and advance your career, visit productschool.com to learn about our certifications and how we'll get you there. This episode is brought to you by Amplitude the pioneer in digital optimization software that helps product leaders answer the question, how do our digital products drive our business? 1,400-plus customers, including Atlassian, Instacart, and Under Armour, rely on Amplitude's product analytics. Get started at Amplitude.com. In today's episode, we're talking data with former Facebook product leader Anand Arivu Karasku. He'll be going over how to work towards your metrics and how to decide which ones you shouldn't bother with and which ones really are necessary. Keep listening to learn more about using data to drive value and be successful.
1: Hello, good day all. Welcome to the product school session today. I'm Anand Hariv I'm heading product at uh, Refersion. It's a fast-growing rocket ship focused on influencer and affiliate marketing. And I wanted to talk about the metrics that every SaaS PM should use and care for for the, today's session. I hope that you find a lot of value in my session today and uh, get most of, out of it. Let's go into the session. Quick introduction about myself I've been um, in the tech space for the last 15 years, started as a software engineer, um, kind of like was curious about why and how things were going to be built. Then ended up working as a product manager. I started as a product manager 10 years ago in startups in, in the Valley. And was lucky enough that both the startups that I worked was acquired. Uh, and and uh, as an example, the company that I worked, Mongul was later acquired for $800 million. And then I, 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 was, I was in product roles with them. And most of that were MarTech and EdTech. And then I went on to work with Facebook as a product growth leader there. And I've had the opportunity to be part of a few successful launches there. One was Messenger, Messenger Business to People platform, I was a key part of that product. And then I went on to also work for commerce areas, made a part of it, including Instagram. And then I actually ended up taking on coming back to startups and building companies from scratch. And that was uh, what my journey is today is to help build early stage startups to late stage and been uh, so far going good. I started with a company called Grin after Instagram and, and Facebook, uh, and uh, it, it was good. Uh, the company is in a really good place today. And now I'm building a company called Refersion for the past six, seven months, building both the product and design teams here. We are a rocket ship, growing really fast. On the side, I also advise and and mentor a lot of people, both helping them understand product management, also be cracking interviews or like also supporting a lot of accelerators on the side, especially early stage startups to understand and build their product uh, journey. And some of them are now late stage as well. So that's a little bit about myself, and and uh, been uh, experiencing SaaS for a while. Been at even at Verizon when they were providing some SaaS solutions out there. Later um, at some of the companies like Insight, which is all business service providers. So being a part of the SaaS journey for a while, I've seen a marked shift in how SaaS has been doing. Uh, people call it consumerization of SaaS, or the the moment the Slack moment that happened, where SaaS companies have now become there is a there is a, it's no more boring. It's it's like really intuitive and helping users achieve their final goal. There's a big marked shift in how SaaS companies are being built. And you know, being there and helping companies build it, love to talk about that and help you guys focus today on the metrics aspect. So I want to start with the 10 metrics that I think that every SaaS PM should know or like work to build on their dashboard, are these these are the 10 metrics. So I classify them into three categories, I call them the business metrics that is focused on the business or the company that you're part of. And then the product metrics, the actual product that you're leading or the the entire product suit. And then last but not the least, the customer metrics, Uh, I, I classify them for a reason, a lot of product managers, I understand either coming from B2C or B2B side focus a lot of their time on product metrics alone which is how their products are being used and MAUs, DAUs, and things like that. But there is so much more valuable information that they can get if they can bring their perspective a little bit more wide. And then in the interest of time, I just want to focus on 10 of these metrics. There's definitely more metrics that I could talk about. I took, I took the liberty to put together you know, a sketch format uh, on all this. took some time, but I thought it will be more intuitive and helpful as you learn about these metrics. This session is really good for people who are either early stage product managers, late stage product managers, even product leaders in SaaS companies who are getting to build their dashboards and uh, understanding what should they track. So let me start with business metrics, right? I look at business metrics. There are four key metrics that I look at that are important to track the monthly recurring revenue, customer lifetime value, customer acquisition cost, and churn. That can also touch a little bit on retention rate. So on, the, on that side, I want to talk about what does these metrics mean? And then like, why is it important for a product manager or a product leader to know about these metrics? The same thing I wanted to do on the product metric side, I think which most of you PMs are already aware of, but I want to give a little bit more dimension and color here, be it on the usage, stickiness, on the feature level, uh, adoption, retention, and the quality and efficiency of your product. Last but not the least, I want to talk about customer metrics. And the last metric that I want to talk about is mission metric. I don't think this is used extensively. I'm a huge proponent of this. I'll probably, I want to, in fact, coin this term and and make every SaaS company use it. I'll tell you why um, as we go into that. So first, I want to start with business metrics. The first one I wanted to focus is monthly recurring revenue. We call them MRR or like some of the companies measure ARR, which is annual recurring revenue. What does that mean? Um, It's actually telling you how much is your company making month over month. So the amount that you're billing your customers monthly to the number of customers. You might ask, hey, my company might have several plans. There is a free plan. There is a premium plan, premium plus plan. So we take into account in this case, all the paying customers, depending on the plan they are in and then multiply the corresponding billing amount that you do for that particular category, and then sum them up. As you can see here, uh, it's very important. This metric is tracked at the company level. We all know that. But it's also important for a PM to understand this metric, not only not only because it, glim- it gives you a glimpse on whether your company is generating revenue or not, Right, which means uh, users are staying and paying for the product that you've built. But also, it's a very good indicator of how are things performing and, and also could be a great indicator for growth. It, it helps you build features that customers would want, right? Like you're building a certain feature and people are using it and paying for it and that's growing. It's just a strong indicator that what you're building, people are willing to pay for what you're building. So this is a very important first metric that I would, I would definitely put it in my dashboard. The second thing I call them customer lifetime value, right? Customer lifetime value, again, lifetime value is how much a particular user or a customer is paying to the business over time. So which is nothing but average value of sale from that customer, number of transactions that they're making in a year, and then the amount of retention time, the total amount of time that they're staying in, uh, or coming back to buy, and then the overall profit margin coming from them. So that all tells me how much is the customer worth. So that's customer lifetime value. Why is this metric so important? This actually helps me prioritize a couple of things, right? As a PM, so if a certain high-value customer is asking for, you know, certain feature, it'll be it should be given higher priority based on other things as well. Like you're looking at the mission, mission of the company and the direction you want to go, but also wanted to take in feedback from different customers at different levels and, and prioritize them accordingly. And this is a huge metric to use uh, for that reason. So this also like helps you allocate resources on certain things these customers are asking for, Where a high value LTV customer is asking for compared to a low value customer who is trying to just use the product for the minimal value it is giving. So that's why this metric is very important. I want to talk about the third metric, which is co- customer acquisition cost. This is heavily like very broadly looking at this. This is like the total expense of the company does to acquire a certain, acquire customers, right? That is net-net, the CAC is the total sales expense, marketing expense, of the company spending to the total number of customers it has acquired, which tells me on average, how much does it cost to get an, a, a customer? This alone in itself might look like it's a marketing and a sales metric, why should I care as a PM? But if you combine this metric to the LTV metric, then you can actually learn a lot about what type of customer segments we should go behind and what kind of products and uh, features should be prioritized for that. So when you combine this, you want to be able to understand that the customer lifetime value should be much higher than The CAG that you are spending. This is an important ratio that you need to be looking at on a constant basis. Now that you understand these two, three metrics on the business side, I want to talk about another important metric that you look at on the business side at the customer level, not necessarily at the user level. When I say user, uh, a particular brand or a customer logo, we call it, uh, will have multiple user seats available on your product. So I want to look at the business to understand the broader direction and then when I go into the product I'll go more deeper on the user level as well. The other important metric is to understand churn and retention rate. These are like kind of you know opposite to each other in some sense to understand how many users are churning to the number of users that are being acquired like what is the exit rate versus the in, in rate of acquisition so that's one thing but also like the of the people who are acquired what is their retention rate look like? how long how often do they come back to visit our product and find value in our product uh, it could slightly vary by product to product some saas products there is a need to come on a daily or a weekly basis some saas products you set up things and go uh, and people can come on a monthly basis so you 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 based on your product you take either a weekly or a monthly retention rate to measure the success of this metric this is a very important metric to understand again from a business standpoint for a PM because it'll help you decide which features will help you do better retention and actually build a score uh, on this one now i want to go touch a little bit about product metrics right before i go there i want to consolidate what i said about the business metrics So the first thing, as I mentioned, is the monthly recurring revenue. Uh, The second one I I wanted to, I touched about was customer acquisition cost and customer lifetime value, and last but not the least, their churn and retention rate. These are not the only four business metrics we should be aware of. These are the top ones. There are a couple of more that comes to my mind. Uh, One is called quick ratio, which will also help to understand how much of, of these users who are coming in. Are actually retaining and, and adding value uh, and also spending on you. So the things like that. There are a couple of a uh, few more business metrics I want to touch, but I want to, since we are prioritizing here um, and staying in the top 10 metrics, I w- I'm going to stop here and move into the product metrics area. So on the product metrics area, the first metric that we all know, I think we all will be using on a regular basis is the product usage metric. In general, like how many, how long the users are spending time in a product to all the way from how many users are using my key features and things like that? The way I look at product usage, I classify that into four big buckets. One is the breadth dimension, the depth dimension, the frequency dimension, and the usability of my of the product. I kind of like build this framework looking at different aspects from different tools that I've used before, you know, Pendo being a good example of a tool that I've used before, or like I've used heap metrics as well. They're like amazing tools to use. So the first thing is understanding breadth like total number of users, right? total number of users who are active in your product or like total number of users for a given customer who are using your system, right? Measurement, one of the example of measurement would be number of active users for a given customer in the last 30 days. Depth is something about like what exactly are they using the product for, which is let's say we identify certain key features in the product, And then we want to measure number of customers or percentage of customers that are regularly using these key features frequency is like something like how often they access it how often they come to find value it's a good metric it's actually a leading indicator for retention and also would also tell you like if a customer is going to churn out or not if they're not finding value and then you're billing them on a monthly basis at some point they're going to turn around and say hey i'm not using the product enough and 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 leave the product so how often they access the product is a very good product metric. It could be number of logins that they're doing across their users or like number of sessions that they're having. Last but not the least is the usability metric. How long does it take to for a customer or a user to complete the set of tasks? Let's say understand your product as a funnel and see like from this point to this point, how long does it take? How easy it is for them to infer certain things before they like exit or they reach out to ask customer success or they raise tickets, like any of those hurdles or like any of the product hurdles that they have is very important to understand over time is the usability aspect of your product. So overall, from a usage standpoint, if you're able to get these metrics built in your dashboard, that will be amazing for you as a product manager. Um, And I think like this is one area that I don't have to tell why this is important as a product manager. This is probably one of the most important areas that you have to build and, and understand.
0: This episode is brought to you by Amplitude, the pioneer in digital optimization software that helps product leaders innovate faster and smarter by answering the strategic question, how do our digital products drive our business? 1,400 plus customers like Atlassian, Instacart, and Under Armour rely on Amplitude's best-in-class product analytics solution to unlock insights, build winning products faster, and turn products into revenue. Get started at amplitude.com.
1: The next important metric I kind of would watch for is the product stickiness. It's like off the number of daily active users who are coming into your product, how many of them are coming back on a monthly basis, right? It's, it's retention, uh, not at the customer level, but you can put it at the user level, right? Within a the company, there are multiple users using a product. Understanding how sticky use your product, right? How often they come and work at it and use it is a very important metric to understand. There's a couple of reasons, right? Like also understanding which features they're using and, and coming back again and again will be a good indicator as well to prioritize certain features or like doubling down on certain features. So that's why I call product stickiness is a very important metric. I mean, I'm repeating in, in certain ways, right? Stickiness is connected to somewhat connected to churn and retention. So, this is all very important for you to build as your product is maturing, you know, from that early chasm of product market fit into a later stages. The next other important metric, this is, I think, most people will be already using in your launch KPIs and all of that is your feature adoption. How many users are adopting the features that you're saying, how frequent they are using it, and then how often do they come back and use it, right? By different feature sets. You can call them product lines, feature sets, or product groups, uh, any of that, right? Overall, to understand which of them should I continue to build on, which of them I can actually even remove it out of the product at some point and say like, okay, we are not going to support those as there's less number of adoption for these features. It's a constant learning about your customers. So this is one of the metrics you also use for your goals and KPI as you launch any particular product and see what does the adoption look like, how much value they're finding, are they coming back and using it or not? The next most important metric in my mind from a product standpoint, there are many more metrics. For, for me, the next most important metric is actually been quality and efficiency. You might release a lot of good features and everything, but if it's fully of, it's, it's, it has a lot of bugs and people are reporting on it, it actually annoys the user a lot. And then you might actually Remember this, right? Your early product adopters are the people who trust you and come and use your product. And they're willing to take some level of bugs and issues. But the more you're going to put these bugs and issues on them, they're not going to find the right value on time. And then they have to reach out to customer success. You're going to make their life harder. And that's actually not a good sign. So it's very important to understand what is your bug reduction rate? like How fast are you able to fix bugs? How fast? so the number of bugs that are open to the number of bugs uh, that are getting fixed in any given quarter how quickly are you able to do that right and also the other thing to understand is breaking your product into feature sets or product lines and looking at which of these areas are buggy very highly buggy and and, and trying to put more engineers or more resources on the onto that and fix it over time will help more uh, will help the customer you know, start using that feature more So that, um, these are the two areas that I will look at, right? The bugginess by features, and then the overall bug reduction rate to understand how good you're moving in terms of quality and efficiency. There are two or three more metrics that I would think about when I look at product as well. One other metric is product deliverability metric or predicting your delivery over time. This is helpful for marketing sales teams. The other metric I would also look at is, I coined this term ecosystem metric. If you're connecting your product with more APIs and more other other partners, you want to measure how often these APIs and metrics are being used so you can actually double down on some of them or remove some of them so you can make your customers' life easy. Also think about how you can build your roadmap based on that. So I think like the ecosystem metric is another one that I would consider. Again, given these are the four top priority metrics I would use for product. Coming to the last section, which is customer metrics, right? So there are two important metrics that I would measure on the actual customer side, getting direct inputs from them. One is the NPS. Some companies measure CSAT. I feel that both of them will help us get a very strong signal from the customer on what they think about your product. We, in fact, some companies use this as a very important metric and, and rightfully so, it not only gives you the metric aspect, but also gives you a little bit of the quality aspect. So, how does this metric gets calculated? What is Net Promoter Score? So, you send a survey of one to ten on whether your customer likes your product and would recommend to somebody else, and one being the least favorite, and then ten being they would definitely go ahead and do it. So, if you send this over time and build this metric over time, then you will get a signal on, you know, like who your promoters are, people who are scoring at nine and ten and then who your detractors are, people who kind of moderately like your feature or don't like your product at all. They're just using it because their company bought bought the service. So people are scoring you zero to six. So basically getting the percentage of your product promoters minus your product percentage of detractors will help you get an NPS. This ranges from minus 100 to plus 100. So the more positive you are in the score over time on a statistical significance basis, you can understand that you're moving in the positive direction. So start building this metric and throwing it out there to start collecting this data point. One, this takes over long time to build this metric. So start, this could be one of those metrics, you have to start triggering it out and and sending it out. Sample your audience, send it to a sample in any given time and start collecting the metric over time. You could also collaborate with your customer success because they also love to understand this metric. So the two important levers here are customer success, and product team both gets benefited out of this metric. The last and most important metric that I think a lot of companies don't measure and also have not seen in many product analytics boards is the customer mission metric. To explain this very clearly, is your product able to help your end customer or not? Right? Are they coming to you? Are they able to find success for the reasons they have reached out to you or for the value that they've gained out of you? Right? For example, you're providing a marketing tech product where, they're coming, where a particular company or a business is coming and using your product to promote and get more sales. So if you have a way to understand how much sales you are creating and minus the cost that is incurred, in including the software SaaS price, including the reach out cost or the ads cost um, and also the product cost, then you can kind of understand the net revenue that they're able to get out of your product. And you have to look at the different customers and see who are using your product wisely and not wisely and then see like what percentage of your customers are actually succeeding and by what level they are succeeding. This is very important to track over time because it also gives you a strong proof point that your product is working for someone and then you go understand and build case studies on them and understand some of the best practices and start making it available for more of your customers to make your product work for them and for me if you ask me one metric out of your 10 metric that makes sense i would say this is the one metric is your actual customer end of the day is feeling successful with your product or not or is actually finding value in your product or not doesn't matter how much they use they might not use it fully they might use it less doesn't matter all of that if your end customer is not finding success in your product so if you ask me one metric that you would goal yourself on or start building an understanding that would be this. There could be some leading indicators that you can also build on this. So that said, these are the top 10 metrics in my mind that every product manager should build a dashboard over time on and start tracking. As a conclusion, I wanted to say a couple of things, right? Like these are the top 10 metrics. These are the, not the only metrics that you should care about. There are other metrics that you should be also be thinking, uh, which I kind of broadly listed and uh, we should talk about uh, as well. But as a PM, these are the minimum things that you should be understanding over time and putting it as part of your dashboard. Before I come to conclusion of the session, I hope you found uh, value in understanding these metrics. I want to talk about a couple of things. One is things to avoid while building these metrics. Um, There's been a thing that I've seen over time that this approach on one North Star you build, and then you always stick to that in irrespective of other things that are happening could be a dangerous area. We, I've, I've done that myself, like built an odd star and stuck, this is the one North Star. Then I realized there could be other guardrails that you need to build. There could be other metrics you have to keep a sight on and not just go with one metric that matters approach. You should you should have a you should you can go against one metric, but you should have a whole set of other met secondary metrics that you should be tracking and having and thinking about as guardrails. So don't fall into this approach, hey, this one metric is everything. And imagine uh, there's a hundred different ways that people could gamify that metric as well. The second thing I would say is uh, I've also seen is like not having the right measurement systems in place could cause a lot of issues. So it also depends on the right of right tool choices, right way you set it up is very important. And I've seen like definitions are also varied by the companies and tools you use. So working with them to make sure that you are comfortable with those tools and techniques is very important or choosing the right partner in helping you measure is also important. The last but not the least, these quantitative metrics are awesome to measure over time, but I would also keep my eyes on some qualitative signals, some surveys that we do and direct one-on-ones that you have with your customer. Try to also have that regular call with customers at least once in a week to different customers to get a sense of what they are saying, what they're doing, that quality signal is very, very important because metrics can only tell you so much. So having an idea of qualitative signals with the quantitative metrics approach will balance it both. Yeah, that comes to the end of session for today. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, and got a ton of value uh, out of this session. Yeah, thank you again. Thank you, Product School, for organizing this session and uh, helping me, you know, like share my two cents with the product community. Feel free to connect and uh, follow and connect with me in my LinkedIn. In short, like it's uh, www.linkedin.com IN slash Feel free to reach out to me. I'm also working on building a book in a similar area very soon. Would love to share more insights, steps on these areas as you build yourselves as a product leader in any SaaS organization. Uh, thank you. Thanks again for all the uh, patience and, and listening to me uh, for this whole session. I, I hope you find, found a lot of value and meaning in this session. Have, have a great day, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to the Product Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Taking the time to write just a few sentences about what you love most about the show will help us improve it and reach even more product people around the world. And when you're done, why not reward yourself with some free product management content and resources over at productschool.com? Until next time, stay product-led.